On this episode of the Resetter Podcast, I bring you Tracy T. Okay, this is such a good conversation. We got to have a heart to heart before it starts. So Tracy has a what is quickly becoming a very famous Instagram page called Moms on Mushrooms. And I have been following her page for the last couple of years as my interest in psilocybin and how it can help us hormonally has grown. And I've watched her go on Good Morning America. I've watched her on Dr. Phil. I've watched her on Fox News. And she is getting quite a bit of attention right now and for good reason. And so I reached out to her and asked her if she would come have a conversation with me about the basics around microdosing psilocybin. What do we need to know? What is she seeing in her community of moms that is working? And why is this becoming a trend that many women are stepping into? So in this conversation, you're going to hear all of that. You're going to hear how she got involved in the psychedelic community, why she personally as a woman, as a mom, turned towards psychedelics as a tool to help her physical and emotional health. It was both. And how she is now leading a a movement of moms that are finding incredible peace in using psilocybin as a tool for mental health, but also it has so many beautiful physical benefits. Tracy and I, I've never met her before. We quickly became soul sisters in this conversation around women's health. So it's it's a really heartfelt discussion because I know so many of you are suffering mentally and physically, especially through the menopausal journey. And I know many of you grew up in the era where um, drugs were just an absolute hard no, and we were taught when we take drugs, it destroys our brain. Um, But we need to relook at certain psychedelics like mushrooms because the science, I have pulled together a team of scientists over the last two years to really look at the benefits for the menopausal brain specifically when it comes to psilocybin and the science is incredibly promising. Now, once again, they're not doing research on women. So as you'll hear in in this conversation, we are trying to make some changes and take back that one singular fact into our own hands. And I'll share with you towards the end, you'll hear about some of the research, citizen science research we've done. Stay open, stay curious. And if what Tracy and I talk about really moves you, you know, we've created resources in the notes for you. If it doesn't move you, this is not a lifestyle tool that is being shoved down your neck. This is an opportunity to think beyond the traditional healthcare approach to things like menopausal brains and how all the mental suffering that goes on in that experience. So Tracy T., I really hope you enjoy this conversation, and if it feels right for you, you find the resources you need to be the best version of yourself, and know that I am cheering you on. Enjoy. Welcome to the Resetter Podcast. This podcast is all about empowering you to believe in yourself again. If you have a passion for learning, if you're looking to be in control of your health and take your power back, this is the podcast for you. So hopefully you all know how seriously I take my health routine. 
And I have a couple of non-negotiables. And let me tell you one of them, and that is getting a daily dose of red light therapy. So for years now, I've been using a red light product put out by Juve. And I use my device daily to support healthy cellular function, which is truly the foundation of all aspects of our health. So having healthy cellular function not only gives me peace of mind that my body is working exactly how I want it to work, but that my body also has the energy it needs to get through the day. There are so many clinically proven benefits from red light therapy, such as improving your skin, Yep, massively improves your collagen production of your skin. It also helps with faster muscle recovery. It reduces pain and inflammation. It enhances sleep. And recently, I'm noticing what a profound effect it's having on my thyroid health. Their modular design allows for a variety of setup options that really gives you flexibility Plus, the treatments are so easy, and they can be done in as little as 10 minutes. All you have to do is relax, sit back, and let the light heal your body. It is such an easy hack to integrate into your daily routine. So here's what's really awesome is that Juve is offering all of my listeners an exclusive discount on their first order. All you got to do is go to juve.com forward slash Pels and use the code Resetter at your checkout. So that's Juve. Let me spell it for you because it can be a little tricky. It's J-O-O-V-V dot com forward slash Pels. And you can dive in. I can't wait for you all to try this miraculous therapy. And as always, let me know how it works for you. Hey, Resetters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy to become a member. 
I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled and let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there. First off, I have to welcome you to the Resetter podcast. I have been waiting for this conversation. I am so happy you're here, Tracy. So welcome. Thank you. Same thing. I woke up this morning to my family and I was like, I get to talk to Dr. Mindy today. <laughs> like I was so excited. So it's a pleasure. Thank you. You know, one of my, my values is that we're more powerful as women together. And especially when it comes to this crazy healthcare system that isn't keeping us, it, isn't, it doesn't have us in mind. And it definitely, when it comes to mental health and definitely when it comes to perimenopause and menopause, they have left us behind. So I have been really in the weeds trying to understand how we can, what tools we have to be able to help women. And I came across your Moms on Mushroom and I was like, A, brilliant name, and B, wow, like this is so important for us to understand and get out of this rhetoric that psychedelics is about tripping, that it actually is about improving mental health. So can we start with that part of the conversation? How the heck did you even get introduced to psychedelics? How did you discover microdosing? And where does this begin for most of us? Gosh, yeah, thank you. That's my origin story is kind of long, so I'll try to truncate it. But I I will start by saying I'm a late in life psychonaut. I didn't do anything Mm -hmm. until my mid 40s, never tried anything. Didn't do ecstasy in college with all my friends when they were going to raves in the 90s. I'm from Colorado. I have definitely smoked my fair share of weed, but it's not like my jam particularly. I have drank my whole life, which upon reflection, I'm really looking into the why behind that and and just why that was ushered in with no barriers. And I just gladly embraced it. And... And then never even in a million years thought that I would work or be interested in psychedelics. And also on the other side, I would say right around the time I turned 40, which was over seven years ago now, I started looking at my life from a larger lens. And Mm -hmm. ayahuasca seemed really interesting to me at the time. And it just made sense in my brain. So I would read a lot about ayahuasca. I would read a lot about psilocybin, but just thought to myself, there's no way I could possibly do this. And, and then as a mother, I was like, yeah. when am I going to go to the Amazon rainforest? <laughs> yes. Like, it's never going to happen. And also, I have an only child. Like, it doesn't even seem like a good idea. You know, like, yeah, I know. do it. And, and so I just never thought that it was something that could be for me. Flash forward to 2020. Like a lot of us, we, I, me, myself personally and my family went, underwent a whole huge sea change. I was actually a comedian and a performer, and I had a live comedy show that toured the country for many, many years that I I built and co-created with my best friend, Shayna. And we were on the brink of expanding even further. We were days away from signing an off-Broadway contract to do our show in New York and then pass that show on to a cast in New York City. And then the lockdowns happened. And within two Mm. weeks, we ended up canceling over 100 shows in 2020. And over the course of the year, we just watched a business that we built for nearly a decade just slip through our fingers like sand. Just go away. And as anyone who has built something from the ground up knows, 
having your own business is very much like a part of who you are. You know, it's, it's part of your heart and the grief from losing it, especially when you lose it and it's not even in your control. It's not like we did some giant mistake, you know, and messed up. Like it wasn't our fault. And so the grief was palpable, but I also was forced to be in this moment where I didn't have anything to do. I didn't know where to go. And I found myself kind of in this big awakening. And in that, the medicine just started to call to me more and more. And my same best friend invited me in the summer of 2020 to just, she called me up and she's like, I want you to come camping with me and a bunch of other moms. We're going to go to this lake outside Boulder and you're going to put on your big girl pants and you're going to take some mushrooms. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I have no other choice. I was like, I guess if that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. So I did. And, and again, this was, this is kind of the, the arc to a, a many, many years of like a spiritual exploration, not the least of which was having a full hysterectomy when I was 41 years old because I had stage four endometriosis. All of my insides were fused to one side of me. We couldn't even find my ovary. We actually had to have a top cancer doctor do my surgery because they were worried that my ureter would be bifurcated. It was a big deal. And then I went into surgical menopause at a really early age. So as you know, I walked into the hospital with hormones, but obviously majorly out of whack. And I walked out in in hot sweats. And it it happens that fast when they remove it. And I got nothing. Like they took everything. So I was really looking at microdosing from that lens because my functional medicine doctor wisely put me on Wellbutrin to kind of bridge me coming from menopause, you know, Mm. from, from the surgery. And I'm so grateful that she did, but I quickly realized this isn't sustainable. And what do I do Mm. when I want to get off it? And how do I feel when I'm off it? Like, thank you for holding space for me while I went through this big thing, but now I don't know who I am without those pills. And Mm. so microdosing made sense. So anyway, we went camping. When I was driving up there, I thought to myself, you know, if I have the experience I think I'm going to have, maybe there's something here. And I did. It was like the best night ever. I felt connected to the universe. I saw every symbol that had ever been made. I was reaffirmed in my like deep belief in God. We went to bed under the stars, like smiling and just giving gratitude for our families and this precious life. And I was like, why doesn't everyone you do this? Yeah. And, and that's what really gave me permission to look into microdosing. And when I started microdosing, my life just went like that. I really felt like all of the searching, the shadow work, the inner child work, um, meditating, creating my own spiritual practice, you know, eating healthy, managing, looking at my menopause, everything just became much more clear and much more manageable with the help of a small dose of psilocybin. And something natural that the earth provided something natural. It didn't make me high. And just so from context, I'm six feet tall. I'm very curvy. I am. You would think that I could take a lot. And I really take between 50 and 100 milligrams max. I mean, that's such a small, small dose because I'm such a lightweight and it changed everything for me. We also a year into about eight months into me working with like a consistent microdosing practice, my family was hit by a drunk driver at 11 in the morning outside Aspen, Colorado. And my daughter and my my nine year old daughter at the time, my 18 year old niece were in the car. We were hit at almost 70 miles an hour, we blew through a guardrail and flew 30 feet and landed in a ditch, and had to like pull our kids out of the car. We thankfully walked away. But that is a big traumatic experience. 
Yeah. And I know that I was able to just like release it because I was yeah. working with the medicine. And yeah. I know that Love no it. mother wants to like see her daughter the way I saw my kid flop like a noodle in the grass after like with our car in a twist of metal. I know I was just able to like, it, it didn't attach to me and I know it was the medicine. And, yeah. and that brought Amazing. me to really looking into larger dose journeys as, as more healing. And after my first large dose journey, I was in meditation and MOM moms on mushrooms just sort of downloaded in my head. And I sat up and I was like, well, that's genius. And it is genius, <laughs> but it wasn't me. And yeah. from there on, I just kind of just, I've just been listening to orders and I yeah. felt very much like, and I should say that my, my, my comedy show was, it's called the pump and Dump show. And it was for mothers to laugh about the things we had in common. And what I realized is that what we did in comedy, bringing moms together, this medicine is desperately calling for moms to come together on a deeper level. It's meant Ooh. to be done in community and it's meant to peel back those onion layers and those barriers to get us talking, to get us to come back into our hearts. And it just makes so much sense to me that mothers, especially in this crazy day and age, need a, an ally to get us out of this mess, this medical system mess, this mental health mess, and generations of trauma and programming that just don't work anymore. And this medicine just, it helps just open the doors to change your mind. Amazing. Amazing. I, and I would a thousand percent agree with you from my own personal experience, and which I'll share here in a moment, because I've used both micro and macro dosing to navigate the brain changes that have happened to me as I've gone through the perimenopause and menopausal journey. And I, and I want to um, be very clear to my audience about what that looked like for me because it was very similar to you. Mm -hmm. But what I want to point out a couple of things that I think is so interesting about words you're using and this is what I have found about the psychedelic community. Being called to the medicine. Let's just use that one comment right there. When I walk into my doctor's office, I'm given a prescription. I'm never asked to use my feminine intuition as to whether that prescription is right for me or not. Yet you're dealing with a group of people who are behind the psychedelic idea. And they're not saying everybody has to do this. They're saying if you're called to do it. That, to me, should be the number one rule when it comes to healthcare for women. Mm. Are you called to do something? Because you have such a wicked female intuition that if you're called to do it, I guarantee it's the right thing. But when you're shut up and given a prescription and you're just told to take it and it shuts down your female intuition, now I don't care how powerful that prescription is, we are building disease. Oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. It's so true because not only are you given a prescription, you're given a prescription with these conditions that just yes. layers in this massive amount of fear that if you tarry on either side and you screw it up, you're done. And so yes. you have to do it exactly as you're told. And so many people come to us and the number one question I get is, how do I microdose? And then it's, I mean, the truth is, and you know this, it's not rocket science. Like no. when you let go of the allopathic way of thinking, the prescriptive yes. way of thinking, it's actually quite destabilizing for most women because they want, frankly, a dude in a coat to write down something and tell you when to take it, how to take it, exact amount. And what we really try to teach is like, again, listen to that intuition yeah. 
and listen yeah. to your body. And the one beautiful thing that I think psilocybin has really done, especially for me, and I have decades of like trauma, I mean, surgery after surgery after surgery, and I'm still unweaving all of that. But what it made me do was actually feel in my body. And you're so right. When you, your body tells you when it's it right. It knows what to do. It yep. knows what to do. That's the whole principle of fasting is take yeah. food out of the equation and watch the miracles your body can perform. Right. And it's, it's been really interesting in, you know, Fast Like a Girl sold over a half a million copies within the first year. So and good. I'm so grateful for all the incredible, like, testimonials. But I keep telling my audience, like, I'm not a guru. I'm not, like, I didn't do this for you. I gave you a tool that tapped into your own healing power, which is the same message that I hear in the psychedelic community, which is... It's not, it's not even the medicine doing it. It's not the delivery of or whoever took you through the experience if you macrodose, but it is opening up an innate channel within your body. And I can explain brain-wise here in a moment, like how that happens, that is allowing you to tap into your own power. And as women, I believe that's the number one focus we need to have right now is we are so powerful, but we have been living in a patriarchal world that has not allowed us to let that fly. I'm like, yeah. let it fly now, ladies. Like, let's just let it go. It's, it is it is art moment. Let it fly. And also, there's so much nuance inside that. We're told that everything has to be black or white. And I love that you picked up on being called to the medicine because I haven't actually really sat back and considered those words that I use every day. But the truth is, is you are called as we're called to anything, as we're called to a cheeseburger, or as we're called to go swimming, yeah. or to go to Mexico. And, and what we're told, and I have certainly been told this is, you're not allowed to be called to something because it's, no. it's wrong. And that's right. And there's nuance inside it. And and we have to we have to pull back this black or white thinking because yes. it's not for everybody. No. There I'm not no, here right. to say that everyone should be on shrooms. I kind of think right. it might be a good idea. But <laughs> agreed. Deeply believe in consent and it's also not right for everyone. Yeah. And but that's so and and this is like very American and I talk about this all the time that we glob on to something whether it's fasting or psychedelics or the next, you know, Pilates, whatever. And then we have to go all in and everyone has to do it the same way. And that is exactly opposite of what psychedelics says. Yeah. It can be, it's so different. And, and a microdosing practice, one woman might microdose once a week. One might do five days on, two yes, days off. Thank you. One might just do macrodoses. All are okay. Perfect. All yeah. are okay. Perfect. Perfect. So talk a little bit about what you, you're seeing, because since you you put moms on mushroom out like you, I just everybody should know you've been on like Dr. Phil, you've been on like Good Morning America, Fox News, like I'm watching you and you you haven't been hearing me cheer you from my living room. I'm like, go, go, Tracy, go. I'm like, you don't even know who I am. And I'm like, so excited. And then I watch people react to you and react to this idea and it's not always been easy. It's not only always been favorable. So I really want to dive into what you're seeing with women. I, I will tell you what I'm see, I saw for myself, and I'll give a short little brief neurochemical background as to what I think is happening with psilocybin. I, I will tell you, I don't know if I've publicly said this. I think I did on my podcast somewhere. But Fast Like a Girl was written while I was microdosing. So that whole book was through the, the lens of the medicine. 
And I believe that is a large reason why it's resonating with so many Mm. women. It is that I had hit a point in my menopausal journey where I couldn't focus and I had a book deadline. And so I went to a friend, a male friend, who is a very well-known health influencer, and I said, tell me where what I need to know about microdosing. And he put me in touch with somebody who put me on a microdosing path. Pretty quickly, within about a week, the focus came back. My moods went up, and my creativity just exploded. Nobody knew I was microdosing. There was no... There was no sense of hallucinations. There, it was just like somebody put my brain back on track. I have since done uh, a couple of macro doses, guided macro doses that had very similar experiences to you, where the insight, the compassion, the he- trauma healing has been profound. And this is the message I think women need to know is that this tool that's so natural, that has no side effects can greatly impact our hormonal journey, specifically the perimenopause and and menopausal experience. So with that in mind, tell me a little bit about what, you know, you had your experience, I've had mine, I heard so many women have these experiences. What What do we need to know if a woman is thinking about this? Like, what are you seeing happen to women? The good, the bad, and the ugly, because I think we should probably put out the ugly, and I'll share that as well as what I've seen. Yeah, I actually love talking about the ugly. What do you what does a woman need to know? What does from my perspective, what does a mother need to know? First of yeah, all, perfect. you're not yeah. a bad mom if you're thinking about microdosing. You're mm, not a really. bad mom if you take a large dose journey. You're not a bad person. We have to drop the narrative of the war on drugs mentality. Yes. You're not going to jump off a building. Your brain isn't going to fry like an egg. That is misinformation that our government laid out for decades. And it systematically shut down all research that back in the 50s, I mean, you can read it just in Michael Pollan's book. There, I mean, it's out there now, but like there was foundational change with like, lifelong alcohol alcoholism and people taking one large dose journey and walk away walking away and never drinking again and more importantly never wanting to drink again and our government shut all of that research down and so what you think you know about psychedelics is probably wrong yes, and what brilliant. you think you are when you use them is absolutely wrong this is not mm. a moral pejorative if anything mm. it's the opposite If you want to heal, and I deeply think that women right now, I've written about this, there's a drumbeat in the earth that is calling us back to being embodied, whole, happy as hell women and happy mothers. But happy mothers recognize sadness. Happy mothers have feelings. Happy mothers take care of themselves. And happy mothers speak, they use their throat chakras and they speak their words. And we haven't done that. We haven't done that consistently in generations. And so we have to learn how to do it now. And I think this whole, this medicine has just shown up as a gift. From my perspective, I believe it's from God. Like I'm very pro God. I'm a big fan of Jesus. I think that the earth, God and the mother, the great mother that we walk upon said, enough with you people. You are getting it wrong. We're going to give yes. you a chance to get it right. So that's what I want women to know. So, can, and then can I, I want can you I, know. Yes. 
can I say something on that? Because I, I hope the women listening, I love the words you use, the drumbeat of the earth. I have been walking around saying the same thing to all my like really women empowerment friends. I'm like, do you feel it? Do you feel what's going on? Women are standing up for themselves for the first time. We're seeing what the patriarch did to our health. And, and by the patriarch, I don't mean, you know, men. I mean the power and the infrastructure that has forced us to, to live a life that's like a mini man. And it is destroying our hormones and we're losing our sense of intuition and we're exhausted and diseases are building. And finally, we're saying enough, there has to be another way. And in that other way, I think women probably are leading the, this microdosing conversation because we're going back to the earth and saying, what did the earth provide for us? Yeah. And it's, and it's, it, it's, it's a reclamation. It's, it's, you're just yeah. realigning with what you already know. And one of the biggest things Amen. that happened to me when I started working with this is I started remembering. I started yes. remembering like what I knew. And it's such a hard thing to <laughs> describe until you feel it. But I was like, I remember my very first large dose journey. I was lying there and I was just kind of getting these messages, like these affirmations. And I just was lying there and I was like, I, I knew this. I know this. And yes. you know when things are wrong. And yes. and we know things are wrong right now. And that's yes. just the truth. And so, you know, the, the flip side of that, and you asked about the ugly, is that we ought to take our time, too. You know, mm. we made it this far mm -hmm. without it. And whoever is listening who's considering working with psychedelics, you've made it this far, right? Like, you're, yeah, you you're may listening. not be great. You're listening. Yeah. Things may not be great. There's always room for improvement. But if you have to, you know, you don't have to start it tomorrow. You don't have to shove three and a half grams down your throat. Like you can right. take your time and learn. And part of the learning is, is unlearning how we take medicine, which is not just throwing something down our throat from a brown bottle. We have yeah. to learn that there's intention. We have to learn that there's respect. We have to yes. remember that it comes from the yes. earth, that it's a gift. And those are, it sounds cliche and it sounds woo, but it actually, it's a very long process to come back to that and, and find gratitude in, in this medicine. And then also it's not, it's not going to be wine and it's not going to be like rainbow and roses for everybody. Either. No, no. In fact, the, the first time I really started getting a rhythm with microdosing, a lot of stuff came up. Yeah. A lot of unhealed trauma came up and I actually had moments of anxiety, even though I, I was able to focus yeah. and write this book. There was a lot of trauma that I needed to resolve. And so what I did is I actually went to a therapist, a, yeah. a, a clinical therapist who understood the microdosing journey and was work, worked with me as those traumas came up. So I think the integration is really an important one because I do not want this conversation for women to walk away and think you just take a, this magic little pill and your life goes away. No, this is not a dissociative. It doesn't check you out of your life. It checks you into your life. Oh. And you, everything there that's no longer working for you is going to be right there for you to heal. And that could be painful. Painful, destabilizing, scary. You know, when faced with major change, it's scary, especially as mothers. You know, if yeah. I change, what is my family? What is my partner going to do? How could, yes. I, how could I possibly change? We have this structure that's working. I can't, I don't deserve to throw a wrench in that. I don't deserve to be different. There's, that's and that's, right. that's not only practical, right? Like when I changed, my family had to adjust. <laughs> my family yeah. had to adjust to like Tracy 2.0, but also, Amazing. but also 
I get it, you know, and if you don't feel like you have a partner or support, it's very hard. And, and, and just like you, when I really kind of set, settled into my practice, I always talk about it was an entire month, a month of March. I cried the entire mm. month. I cried Beautiful. every day. I cried on the way home from the grocery store. I would drive around the block. I didn't even know why I was crying. And that it's just it was years of emotions and actually feeling our feelings. And I think in the Moms on Mushrooms community, one of the biggest things that happens to women is when you first microdose, it's kind of like the first like few days, depending on who you are. But for a lot of people, you actually do like feel really great. Like all of a sudden you're just like in this really good mood, kind of when you start a medicine for the first time, it's sort of an instant yeah. gratification. And then that wears off and, and the onion layers start to form. And then people will say, well, it's been two weeks or a month and I'm not feeling like that anymore. I'm down. I'm depressed. I'm angry. Rage is a big one. I'm sad. I have anxiety and I, I'm going to quit. and I'm just going to go back on my SSRIs because Oof. and and that is that is exactly where the unlearning has to happen because yeah. we aren't taught especially as women that it's okay to cry for a month you're labeled yeah. as hysterical you're labeled yep. as you have a mental health problem you're labeled as you need help and you're certainly looked at who gives you sympathy for that who holds space for you if you're just weepy for a month no no we don't the whole culture does no. not know what to do with us in those moments <laughs> no so that's probably one of the biggest shocks to people is that you feel worse before you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to explain why that happens, because once I dove into the science on this, I, what the, and the science, just so everybody knows, is like emerging so quickly. Yeah. And we're getting more and more and more, th more information out. Now, of course, they haven't done it on women. And that may, we may be the last version that they do it on, because we're the last in all research. But it improves neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity and neurogenesis are these, I call them baby neurons. They're mm. these birthing of these new neurons, and you're creating new connections between different parts of your brain. So you have new thoughts. And this is why it, you can go at looking at your life and think it's horrible, and you start microdosing, and all of a sudden you're like, wait. I have a new lens to see this with that actually this may not be as horrible as I thought because I believe if the mushrooms actually give you more access to your to your brain and yeah. in that you are seeing things different and in that some of those things you see different might need some healing. So that shouldn't be a bad thing. Do we want to stay numbed out or do we want to go in and start to work on some of these healings? So that's the first thing I want to say. Second thing is that psilocybin goes into the 5-HT2A serotonin receptor site. That is the same receptor site that estradiol stimulates. So you've already been getting a stimulation of this receptor site. But any woman going through perimenopause or is postmenopausal, guess what? Estradiol, she retired. And so you're left with a lack of stimulation of this receptor site. So you're not getting as much serotonin. So if I put you on an SSRI, that, you know, now you're addicted to that. You're, it's got a whole bunch of consequences. It's not, a, it's not something that should be taken lightly. But if I put you on microdosing, a microdose of psilocybin, you're stimulating that with no consequence. Okay, Resetters, so I am back with one of my favorite sleep hacks. So listen to this. If you want a shortcut, and I mean a shortcut, to better sleep, more energy, and a calmer, more stable mood, 
you should make sure you're supplementing with magnesium daily. And let me tell you why. About 75% of people are magnesium deficient. That's a huge amount of our population. And this deficiency can lead to higher levels of anxiety, irritability, trouble sleeping, and low energy. It can even contribute to random feelings like foot and leg cramps that happen while you sleep. So the good news is that you can experience a number of positive health benefits just from getting enough magnesium. But here's the catch. You have to get the right kinds of magnesium. That's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by BioOptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress relief and better sleep, and this is all in one bottle. So in order to get some, all you got to do is visit magbreakthrough.com forward slash Mindy Pels, and you will find everything you want to know about this miraculous product and In addition, to get your discount, just use the promo code MINDY, M-I-N-D-Y, and there are some um, other amazing promos and gifts that you'll get along with your purchase. So I cannot tell you how excited I am to share this product with you, and I hope that it brings you as much joy and a good night's sleep as it has for me. Enjoy. Talk a little bit about the moods that you're seeing in your community because antidepressants is not the solution and for long-term mental health. No, I mean, uh, no. The stories I have heard uh, are shocking. I mean, consistently women saying, I have been on Zoloft and Wellbutrin and Adderall. Or any number of cocktails. A, I don't even know why I'm taking them. I don't know which one to start to get off of. I don't know how. I'm scared to get off. And also, I find myself looking out the window at my office building and wondering what it would feel like if I just walked out. I have heard that more times. I mean, it's hard to even say out loud. I have heard it more times. Do you know that the most the most common time for a woman to commit suicide is the the most common decade is 45 to 55. There, there is a hormonal reason for that. We tend to think of our teenage girls committing suicide. Mm-hmm. No, it's our moms. It's our grandmas. It's our community mm-hmm. leaders that are committing suicide because of exactly what you just said. They are losing their hormones, and then they get put on medications to try to change that, and they're not being offered this natural solution that you and I both know works so well. Yeah, and, and then on top of it, in a broader conversation – is the lack of ceremony in our culture, mm. the lack of rites of passage. Yeah. I just realized I had this breakdown, actually at a psychedelic conference with a dear um, sister of mine that I went with. And we just kind of like stayed up late and we're talking one night. And all of a sudden, I I missed my uterus. I missed it yeah. so much. And I was like, why was it just taken? And I didn't get to say goodbye. And then all my parts got removed from me. Everything that I identified as being a woman, as being a female, as, and I had a hard time getting pregnant. So like it was already a tenuous, you know, relationship to begin with. It was just removed. And then I just was asked to go home the next day. Nobody offered any, nobody even mentioned that I might actually feel a hole in my womb 
an energetic space that I couldn't, I did not know what to do with. And you compound that with not only many women having surgeries, but having traumatic births, with having terrible periods, with having hormones out of whack, never feeling at home in your body, never, ever being asked or told what to do about it. And, and not celebrating the miracle that we are, this miraculous, amazing system that we are allowed to hold inside us that gives life, that holds life and does all these amazing things. We just don't, we don't talk about it. Like we don't talk about it at all. Uh, you bring up such a brilliant point. I had a moment in my perimenopausal journey that I was just really, my moods were really struggling. And I was in a meditation and I had this thought, like, why am I villainizing my ovaries? Like these ovaries yeah. produced eggs every single month. And two times those eggs actually turned into these beautiful children that mm-hmm. I got to raise and, and that I get to love. Why wouldn't I thank this body part? And I think that your point is even taking that concept to the even the next level, which is that we there is no ceremony, there is no respect. It's respect for our body that has been lost. Mm-hmm. So I, I really resonate with you there. Talk to a little bit about the difference between micro and macro doses, because I do believe what I've seen in my community as I've been more vocal about my experience, that a lot of women are like, sign me up for the micro. I'm not sure I'm ready for the macro. And I think they have different benefits. Yeah. I have a unique perspective on this that like some of my mentors don't actually agree with me on. And when I say mentors, I have amazing teachers. And I always say that I've been like brought up in the shamanic way, like by beautiful Mm. medicine women who kind of take the more earth goddess, like earth based Mm. approach. So that's where a lot of my context and learning comes from is like the more ancient ways of doing things. But I think that in this society, in the modern, busy American Western mother, again, speaking for my community, has no context of ceremony or this medicine. So to jump into a large dose journey without any context, without understanding the navigation of the realms that you're going to, without having an understanding of what it feels like to have your consciousness expanded and go to a place that you never dreamt was possible, but then you also completely understand on some level that you don't understand how you understand, can be, and then to be faced with your deepest fears, to be faced with your trauma, to face it head on and to say goodbye to it, which is often the case, or hello to it, which is also often the case, can be incredibly destabilizing. And if you don't do that with good space holders who know how to Mm -hmm. help you navigate those landscapes, it can be detrimental to your mental health. Truly, truly. So I think that starting with microdosing, creating an intentional relationship, for me right now, it's with psilocybin mushrooms, create a relationship with these little Mm -hmm. beings of light and then feel how they feel in your body. Notice what those changes look like. Notice the broadening of connection because you will feel these things. You will feel the cliche psychedelic side effects of a large dose Mm -hmm. journey with macrodosing if you give yourself the opportunity to pay attention. But that side effects like what? Like like what? feeling like connected to everything. Yes, like feeling yes. so much love you want to just your heart thinks it's gonna you're like yes. the Grinch, it just keeps growing every day. By creativity, oh my gosh, I know what it feels like to write like that. It's like your brain just opens up and 
You don't censor yourself. And so all your best thoughts come through about having focus, finally focus and no more brain fog. And then feeling joy and playfulness and better sex, better orgasms. Like the list goes on and on. Yeah. That that you can feel all that with an intentional microdosing practice. And then I encourage everyone, when you feel called, when you know it's right, not because it's trendy, not because your best friend just did it, not even Mm -hmm. because your therapist or someone, some spiritual leader says you should do it. When you feel called, I think you should absolutely sit with a medicine in a large dose Mm -hmm. because it is Mm -hmm. there. And in that space, there is no comparison. There's no comparison to a large dose learning and microdosing. But I think... I think for women, it's incredibly important to create that relationship first. Uh, I think that was the most well-said explanation of micro <laughs> versus macro. So thank you. And oh, thank you. Because, no, I never, I never looked at it as like it's kind of like a warm-up so you can understand this tool that yeah. you're using when you go into a micro. And I would say the macro, what's interesting about that is like the – one of the best macro journeys I did, I had a psychedelic expert and a therapist guiding mm. me through it. Both women, both just lovely, lovely experience, just holding space for me to just acknowledge what was holding me back. And we mm. literally came up with a checklist after this journey. And then I took it to my everyday, my every week therapist. And I was like, here's what showed up. I really want to work on these things. And I felt like it was this beautiful respect for what nature has provided us. So I think what you said is brilliant. It's like a like a gentle approach to going into this really powerful tool. Yeah. And then we, in the meantime, you're also learning about this medicine, because I think the other thing is, and you know this better than anyone, how many millions, billions of pills have women taken over the years? Uh, they don't know anything uh, about them. No. You have no. no idea what it is. You have no idea what it's doing to you, except what you're told. This is, it. A is going to fix B, full stop. Yeah. A is going to fix B, but also C, D, E, and F may happen, and you may feel like complete caca, but that's just the way it is, and aren't you lucky that B is fixed? Like, that's about yeah. the broadness of the conversation of so all the pills awesome. we take. And yeah. I believe we have to learn it. The medicine wants you to know about it. It wants you to know about its magic, about its history, about its connection to our original peoples, of the way that it's brought communities together. And that takes time. You don't get it. You don't do that over, you know, you do it by sitting with it. You do it by learning and talking with other people and you do Mm -hmm. it by feeling it in your body. So it is. And you're so great because you you believe in like working at it. And what you did after your large dose journey is you took it to therapy. And that's where and we don't we don't. You don't integrate Zoloft, right? Like you do. No, right. <laughs> That's actually really well said. No, you it because it, it just shuts you down. Right. It's like be be happy and shut up, kind of <laughs> is the way I look at that drug. Like yeah. be happy, and and happiness is is something you have to work at. It's a journey. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Exactly. So okay, talk to me. I think the elephant in the psychedelic room, in my opinion, now that we've sort of gotten past this idea that our brain is an egg fried on drugs, I always blame everything on Nancy Reagan. She ruined it for the whole world. She did a number on a lot of us. She really did. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but it is still illegal, and it's and and it's been decriminalized in many counties and many states. I know here we have a worldwide audience. I know that in 
certain countries it's completely legal and other countries it's completely banned. I know here in America that our government is saying that it will be legalized by supposedly the last I saw was by 2025 in a therapy setting is what I had seen. So give us a little idea of what the laws are and how do we work with those or around those? Yeah, so I live in Denver, Colorado. So in Colorado, it is decriminalized, which means that it is the it's considered the lowest on the lowest rung of law enforcement. And inside that you can gift it's mm. a, it's a variety of psychedelics, psilocybin, peyote, some other psychedelics. You can gift it, you can gather it, and you can grow it, but you cannot mm. sell it. And inside the psychedelic space there's there's two camps, right? Some people think decriminalization first and some people think legalization first. So decriminalization, the good parts about that is it lowers the temperature around criminalizing people working with psychedelics. And it gives the state, ideally the whole state, time to integrate how this feels in, in a society. Yes. So it's kind of a nice slow burn. Mm. You know, you say, okay, Colorado, we've decriminalized it. Let's sit back and see if we're all just going to lose our minds and become a giant yeah. burning man. And, and <laughs> well said. Well and, said. you know, and and it takes it from a from a cultural standpoint too. we you know, that's a whole nother conversation about how we incarcerate people of color way more quickly than we incarcerate people who are white or and and it levels that playing field. And then legalization obviously is more federally it would be federally regulated. And then there would be an opportunity for commerce to also exist, which is what the cannabis model eventually followed mm. in the in mm-hmm. the in the states that are it's legalized. There's pluses and minuses to all of it. How do you work around it? Well, if you're in a decriminalized state, you can grow your own. It's really yeah. not that hard. Easy. And that's yeah. another beautiful thing I think about this medicine. It is, is incredibly democratic. It's easy to grow. It's beautiful to grow. You're more connected to it than ever. And mm. that is how it should be. Like, truly, that's mm. how it should it's be. Like it a should friend. Be. It's a friend. And, you know, the beautiful thing about mushrooms in particular is it's also like m- m- magic mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms are in every corner of the planet. They are not culturally like stuck to one place like peyote or iboga. Yeah. So it really is this global access. Why, why would the, why would the mushroom do that? I just want to say because, because they want us to take it, I think. Yes. And so that's the way I see it. It's yeah. accessible to all. Yeah. So it's accessible. All. So, you know, check your states if you, and there's like counties inside states like Michigan and Massachusetts right now, a lot of counties are decriminalizing, but the state isn't there yet. So you you can gift it, you can gather it, you can grow it, which means you can grow it and you can give it to your friend. And then in terms of working around the law, I mean, I can't promote anyone breaking the law. And yeah. I also think it's a ridiculous law. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And I'm also a little bit skeptical that when it actually does become legal, it big pharma will try to get a hold of it and and try to keep it under their their arm. So, which I don't think it will be allowed to do because you, you can grow it. You can totally grow it. So, it, you know, it's not like, you know, ibuprofen. I can't just make ibuprofen out of nothing. Yeah. But if, if Big Pharma all of a sudden takes it under their arm, I, I can just take my power into my own hands and grow it for myself. You can. And this is where education and really learning about 
these fungi or any plant medicine because it doesn't just stop <laughs> with mushrooms, you know? But yeah. learning about them and learning about their properties empowers you to take matters into your own hands. And, yeah. you know... So, you know, a lot of the arguments of like legalizing it or having it be, you know, in a pill form that is payable by insurance is it's more affordable to everyone. And I'm I'm just sitting here going, you can just grow it. You can get a yeah. Tupperware tube, a tin and That's just like right. grow it. And so yeah. then it's really affordable. So I think even if Big Pharma takes it, I believe and part of my mission is to educate before that and understand that it's not just about putting something into a pill. You can't synthesize yeah. energy and you can't synthesize mm. intention. And yeah. those things are a learned behavior and something that we as a culture, I think, are being asked to learn together. And my prayer is that those with eyes to see and ears to hear will understand that this is a holy sacrament, truly, mm. and treat it as such. And mm. If it becomes more accessible to people and if facilitators or practitioners who have licenses in psychology, if they feel called to it, and I'm please God, I hope that they work with the medicine because right now what we're mm -hmm. seeing, especially in Oregon, is a lot of therapists, psycho, you know, psychotherapists are getting their facilitation licensure inside the Oregon so they can legally administer it and have never worked with it themselves. Oh, and, wow. wow. And again, my teachers are like, go ahead and try the medicine will kick yeah. your ass so hard if you mm -hmm. try to do that, that it's not going to work in the end. And, yeah. that, you know, yeah. there's always well going to be said. bad actors. Are there different strains like, like, you know, with marijuana, it's like we've got the sativas and the mm -hmm. indicas. Like, what do we need to know about the strains? Because that was another thing. Part of my learning curve was dosage and strain in microdosing. And once I found a strain, I don't even know what exact strain it was, or I found a specific mushroom. I was like, oh, this is it. This feels congruent for me. Yeah, that science is really emerging. You know, I would say, and like new, I would say even in the last 10 years, the general thought is like, generally speaking, a strain is a strain, is a mushroom is a mushroom is a mushroom. But between strains, there's sort of like two ways to look at it. There's the shamanic Wu way, and then there's the, the science way. And it's really just comes down to how much psilocin is inside mm. the, mm. like how potent the mushrooms are. Mm. So from a scientific standpoint, one could argue that the effect, the different effects it has on people is because of the potency and the concentration, mm. because psilocybin is the psychotropic drug, but it's it turns into psilocin through our liver when we ingest it through our mouth. Mm. And it's mm. the psilocin compounds that you want to like look at if you're testing mushrooms. And so it's really only like between one and maybe 2% psilocin in a mushroom. So that it's the potency. But then on top, but anecdotally, we people talk about strains all the time. And I believe I, I test as much as I can for, you know, for the community. And I, there's definitely a difference for me in my body between like golden teacher and mm -hmm. A+. Plus. You know, yeah. and, you know, penis envy is the, is the, yeah, known, penis like, envy. I always hear yeah. about that. It's <laughs> kind of like the, the go to for if you want to just have a really big trip. It's very potent, it's mm. very strong. And Golden Teacher, I would say those are like the two, like, most popular kind of known ones. And Golden Teacher is considered, I always explain it as for mother terms. In terms of frozen, Golden Teacher is like a warm hug. It's like Olaf, mm. and penis envy is like Elsa. And so um, 
Yeah, we use the metaphors we can. Not to, not to quote a, a very famous Disney movie. That was really good. That was really good. That was the mushrooms. That was totally. Oh, for sure, that was the mushrooms. That was so good. I have a really interesting thing to share with you that you may love. So two years ago, after I had my own sort of mental healing using mushrooms, both in micro and macro ways, I wanted to understand, I spent the the next year trying to understand why this was happening. And I wanted to understand how we could use it through the menopausal journey. So in that, I actually gathered a community of women that are in my Reset Academy And we experimented with different ways of using microdosing as a tool. And we have, we brought in a researcher, like a a, a clinical researcher to run it and to see it exactly in a non, you know, in the most objective way possible. We used Muse headbands to look at the brain frequency. Plus we looked at just, you know, more of like symptomatic changes And the three groups were, the placebo was lion's mane. So we had to have a placebo group. Then one group was just psilocybin, and one group was psilocybin with lion's mane. Mm -hmm. Which group do you think got the best change? The the most, they were the most balanced. They they noticed more flexibility of thought. They had more happiness. Well, I'm glad you brought this up. I would say psilocybin and lion's mane, but it has to involve lion's mane. Yep, big lion's mane for everybody. I want. I'm so glad you brought this up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was the combination of psilocybin with lion's mane that got the greatest result. And what was really interesting is we had a group of a hundred women. They the the requirement is they had to be over forty. And when we looked, uh, I was watching the comments. We created a group just to make sure everybody was held and, and had, a, had an experience with this that was very positive. And I would watch the statements, everything from like, I'm not really noticing anything to mm-hmm. I'm feeling kind of anxious and I don't know why to, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is heaven. Thank God somebody finally gave me a tool. And the people that had the best experience were in the group with the psilocybin and, and lion's mane. And the researcher was so pro so like taken aback by the result with lion's mane he's now continuing on to research that more on women and what's interesting is we did it under the heading of citizen science Mm -hmm. because to do a big research study takes a lot of money and i love this idea of citizens taking back science yeah and going okay let's just do small groups and and that's what we found and it was just it was incredible. It was incredible to watch. Oh, I, I, I'm so glad you brought this up because I wanted to mention to you, before I even started working with psychedelic mushrooms, I started working with lion's mane in particular. After my hysterectomy, my brain left the building. Yeah, because Estradiol left. She left. She left and she left instantly. There was no yes. graduation. <laughs> it was, oh, she was God. just gone. And, so- I, and I was a performer. I was on stage. And I was forgetting yep. what I was supposed to say. I am, I think a lot. I read, I'm, I think I'm smart, you know, like, and to not be able to form words or to form thoughts, it was like my identity had left me. And I was in Santa Fe with my mom and my sister and we went to a farmer's market. And this is, this is the beauty of mushrooms. And we we're just, I came upon this little booth and I was just kind of like looking at these bottles of tinctures. And this woman was like, you need lion's mane. And I was like, okay, and started taking it. I'm not kidding you. Within two weeks, I got my I got my groove back. It it changed my life. And I think especially in your perimenopause and menopause years, lion's mane, you can't overdo it. 
take as much as you want, yeah. take it every day. So good. And stacked with psilocybin, yes. it is so powerful. And a lot of the citizen science I've been doing is talking with functional mushroom cultivators and talking to them about the different combinations of functional mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms that aren't psychotropic with psilocybin and the effects that it can have. Like there's this growing group of people that have, that are working with microdosing psilocybin and cordyceps and finding Mm. it is almost a one-to-one comparison to Adderall or Vyvanse. And they are completely weaning off Vyvanse or Adderall and taking microdosing and cordyceps. We're seeing cordyceps in children with, you know, ADHD that is lessening and and it's and it's again it's not one size fits all but the functional mushrooms play such a big role. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah. yeah so just so everybody knows, there's psychedelic mushrooms and then there's functional mushrooms. So the cordyceps and the lion's mane they're functional, but they don't have a hallucinogenic piece to it like psilocybin does. And if you stack them with a small little bit of psilocybin, you get this amplified effect, which yeah. makes sense. You know what? A really good way I like to explain to people to think about what happens to their brain when they're microdose this. I love the visuals from Fantastic Fungi. If you watched how the logs in a forest would die and then a mushroom would sprout from that and then something green and new would grow from that and the visuals of how that mushroom stimulated a whole bunch of growth, of new growth, is how I think of the brain. That the brain is actually growing these new neurons and and I love calling them baby neurons because... I love that too. If they're brand new, treat them like a baby. You would talk kindly to them. You wouldn't ridicule them. And I even have gone as far as to say, I think sometimes the grumpy neurons, when the babies show up, is they kind of want to tell the, the babies, like, no, this we think like this. This is how we think. And if we catch the grumpies and we catch those thoughts, which I believe the microdosing can do, and even macrodosing can do it even better, we can have an opportunity to grow a new brain and to take these baby neurons and give them new thoughts. Because as we go through, especially the perimenopause and menopausal journey, you know, we have a really interesting opportunity to redesign ourselves. And I, I think of it as a transformation. And I think that transformation so that we come out into our 60s, 70s, and 80s and have those be the best years of our life, that transformation is so well facilitated by these mushrooms because of the ability to, for us to grow new neurons. Amen. And then you add, you know, listening to your heart, you know, growing Mm. your brain, but letting your heart like make some of the decisions and just even opening up the ability, the, the, what am I trying to say? Opening up the opportunity to change. We live in a culture that is very much wants us to be linear. You, you sign up for this church, you sign up for this religion, you sign up for this scientific belief system, you sign, you sign up for this education system, you sign up for this political system, and we're supposed to just do it until we yeah. die. And if you veer, you're considered a little bit nuts. Oh, there you're she goes. You're a misfit. She's a misfit. They're a rebel. She's hysterical. Yep. She's a hippie. All the names in the world. But the truth is, is that there's nothing more amazing then blooming and letting your mm. letting your brain bloom, letting your heart bloom, and being curious about the world mm. up until the very minute you leave this world and go mm. on to your next adventure. Wow. There's no better gift. And to oh, deny that. that, 
to say, I don't want to do that or that's wrong seems to yeah. me like if you're going to talk about God, the greatest sin you could commit is to just st- cut it off. Like, yeah. what, why else are we here? You know? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Amazing. So with that, talk a little bit about the entry point into the psilocybin, into psilocybin and microdosing, because you've got some courses that educate uh, women. I think, are they specific women only? Or, um, and yeah, we're what just do those right, courses look yeah, like? Yeah, right now we're just, we're just focusing. I'm just staying in my lane of moms. Okay. I think for me, we having the shared experience of being a woman, of being a mother and, and, and microdosing, it just takes away some barriers so that it's easier yes. to talk. And, yes. and so that's where we focus. And I think that moms in particular, our healing is very different. It's yeah. done in between doctor's appointments and ballet practice. And snacks. <laughs> and, snacks. and wiping butts. <laughs> yeah. And for my, in my case, lacrosse tournaments and, you know, whatever. I, yeah. And, and so we don't, we don't get these broad moments. I don't get a three and a half hour practice like I would like mm-hmm. in the morning. You know, it's up at mm-hmm. six and you're making sandwiches and stuff. So we understand the challenges of healing Er, 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 while you're raising mm-hmm. humans. And we also yeah. understand the challenges of healing after you've raised humans and yeah. the hole that that leaves and oh, the fear amen. that that can bring, especially yeah. as your body is changing. So Moms on Mushrooms, we just try, we're trying to just bring offerings and just meet moms where they're at. So we kind of have three buckets. The first and foremost is we have a private membership called The Grow. Amazing. It's $2.22 a month. We wanted to make it accessible to everyone possible. So, you know, and we invite seasoned psychonauts who've been in the closet working with medicines for decades and never felt like they had a group of mothers that they could relate to. Mm. And we invite women who are terrified but curious and just want to circle the pond for a while and observe without having Mm. to commit to anything. All are welcome. So that's just, and it's like Facebook for Moms on Shrooms. And then we have have some self-guided courses. So if you just want to learn, but you don't want to engage and you just want questions answered, we have Microdosing 101 that just is for moms. So it's why, the why, the how, talking about the 5-HT receptors, all the sciencey stuff, but also like, why for a mom? How is this different for a mom? Mm. And it's all through my eyes, like with real speak. And then we have a macrodosing course coming out that's the same thing. And it's really interesting Amazing. when you look at why a large dose journey, the different, the different buckets where mothers can heal, grief, healing mm. relationships, yeah. womb trauma, physical trauma, ancestral trauma, but it's very different yeah. when you're a mother and, and, and those realizations are very different and integration is very different when you're a mom. Very different. So those are like self-paced, just read it in your pajamas whenever you want. And then we have, we have group, small group courses. Our foundational course is three and a half months and where we just hold you in a container of 10 women or less mm. and give you the time and space to create that intentional relationship with the medicine, learn about it, mm. but also have a container where you can have a where you can grow inside it and and you learn not only by experiencing yourself but I think listening to other people experience it as well oh, and that's yeah. creatively called course 1 because no matter how much the shrooms have helped me I've never felt I've never found a better name so course yeah, 1 I is for everyone that. yeah you what you have done is is truly phenomenal and so helpful I just want to share a mother story on with ma- my macro journey because I think a lot of mothers will resonate with this one of the healings that I had is my firstborn I wanted to have her at home it was really important to have a home birth and 3 days into a natural labor we went to the hospital 
And luckily, I was able to deliver her vaginally. But it was a traumatic experience for me because I wanted it to be different. And so in my macro journey, the facilitator said, let's, re- let's redo this birth. Let's do it the way you wanted it to be done. I could, I could cry about it. And so we did. We redid it. Three women together, me and these two women holding space. And we talked through what was supposed to happen. And do you know, my daughter's 24 years old, so I'm an empty nester. And do you know what happened is that when I came back from that journey, my daughter said to me, you've softened somehow. Something you did has softened and it deepened our relationship. And who knows if energetically I something was off for me because I wasn't able to bring her into the world the way I wanted to, according to my plan. And when I resolved that in a macro journey, everything changed for our relationship. All those years later. I'm a fan of this. It is on so many levels. It's not just on a level of I'm a happier human. It's on, it has truly helped me heal some, some traumatic woman issues that I've gone through in my life. So I love what you're up to. And I, I hope every woman steps into that. We will leave links for you so that we can, you know, if you, if this calls you, remember, that's the number one rule. It's got to call you. If it doesn't call you, don't force it. And, you know, what Tracy's created is amazing. So I just want to, before I ask you my last question, I just want to really thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you've done and then putting your neck out and creating this for all the mothers out there. Um, Thank you for seeing me. And also thank you for the work you're doing. And thank you for that story. That just like gave me full body chills. And yeah, thank you. And thank you to those women who held space for you. Like this is the miracle of this is like that. What a beautiful moment. Ah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. So here's my final question. I okay. think it's a good one for all women to think about. Um, what is health to you? Mm. What do you describe as health for you personally? And what are your what are like some current health goals that you are working on hitting? Hitting's kind of a masculine word that you are working on creating in your life. Mm. Uh, I've been thinking about this because I had a feeling you'd ask something like this. So <laughs> My answer, health to me, and this is after 47 years, or I guess maybe 20 plus years of thinking about it, health to me is gentleness. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm sitting with right now. Ooh, I love that. It is being gentle with my body and being gentle with my health, which means holding it so special and so importantly. And it's taken me a long time to be gentle with my body and to be Mm. gentle with my health. And it's been, it's taken me a lot of stepping away from things to find my way back on my own terms. And thank you, medicine, Mm. because it's about listening to my body. So my number one goal last year was to fix my sleep. I have been a terrible Ooh. sleeper and a massive insomniac since I can remember, since my 20s. Like, and I finally said, this is it. Like, there is no, no I'm not going to do anything else. I'm re- truly, I'm not going to worry about exercise. I'm just going to worry about my sleep. And I prioritized mm-hmm. it above all things. I gave myself so much grace in terms of what I had to take to sleep through the night, what, what that looked like. And I, I fixed it. I think I fixed Amazing. it. And Amazing. And so now I'm gently holding that priority of sleep. A, I don't know how I existed so long without it because now that yeah. I know what it feels like to get sleep, I don't know what I was, I don't know, how, I don't, I was like a shell of a human. And so my goals now are inside that sleep is to find my embodied movement again and be in my mm-hmm. body, 
and trust my body that she can exercise, that she's not going to get injured, that I'm not going to have another cyst or have to get another surgery. And it's a very emotional way of looking at like fitness. I think health-wise, I'm, I've always prioritized really good food because I've had to with all my like hormonal problems. I've learned that lesson really easy or early, but now I just want to like, I want to just love my body and I want to move it. And I want her to be strong because Mm -hmm. we got, we got shit to do and we got work to do. We got work to do. And I want to do it. I want to do it for a long time. I started Mm -hmm. when I turned 45, I started just doubling my lifespan. So instead of being like, Oh, I'm 45. I'm like, I get 45 more years. Like, look what I did for the first 45 years. So I'm turning 48 in April. I'm going to add 48 more years and I can't wait to see where that comes. So I got to be, I got these Amazing. knees and these legs got to work. So that's my, that's um, my goal. I just love that. You know, one of my big messages to women right now is rest, that, that we are strong in our rest. And I, I came up with a, a phrase that helped me, and this may help you as well, is I'm courageously resting. And so when I slow things down and the brain's like, what are you doing? You're not doing enough. You got to go do this and blah, blah, blah. I just say, nope, I am courageously resting because I do believe as women, it takes courage in this moment, in this time in 2024 for us to just stand up for our own health and say, enough, we're going to do it a woman's way. And that's going to involve a lot more rest. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I love that. Tracy, I could talk to you for hours. I mean- we are new. We're new besties, whether you know it or not. Hundreds, there's no doubt. No (laughs) doubt in my mind. (laughs) I love it. Where do people find you? We'll put all your links, but just so that if they're driving, they Momsonmushrooms.com. Really, just go there. And I'm on, I'm really, we're really on a portal, but if you want social, really, it's just Instagram and that's Momsonmushrooms official. And amazing. Love it. Come find us. Well done. Well done. And I can't wait to collaborate more with you. So thank you for this beautiful discussion. It's an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I love bringing thoughtful discussions about all things health to you. If you enjoyed it, we'd love to know about it. So please leave us a review, share it with your friends, and let me know what your biggest takeaway is. 